Uh, hi everyone and welcome back to Offside Opinions. Uh, it's myself, Paul, and I'm joined by Rory and Niall. So three three of us today. Uh, it's been about three months uh, since our last uh, our last uh, live live show with the in with DCU. So it's it's been a while. Uh, how are you keeping? Yeah, good. Can't complain. Enjoying the summer. Yes, uh, very good. Very good. Yeah, so I think what we'll start we'll start with is probably what's been on mo- most recently, which was uh, the uh, GA quarterfinals there on uh, on the on the weekend. Um, so probably probably the standout time, well, maybe you wouldn't have thought it before, was ended up being the Galway uh, versus Armagh, who was filled with the most yeah. drama of any of the uh, matches. What did you think of them, the match, and everything that went with it? I suppose. Yeah, uh, I was. Um, oh, you go ahead. Oh, you go. No, go ahead. Sorry. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, I was surprised um, with the result. I thought Armagh were going to win on paper. Like I thought they were the stronger team. I thought they could probably, you know, challenge to win the All Ireland this year. Um, so I suppose it was surprising that they, you know, came on the against Galway. Um, Galway are obviously probably stronger than I gave them credit for. Um, I think. Galway would probably be concerned, like, you know, they were seven points up going into injury time and threw it away like Armagh managed to level it up, take it to extra time. Then we obviously had the brawl, which is a kind of a completely different issue. We could probably talk about that in a minute. Um, then the penalties. Um, yeah, penalties to decide a winner into an all-around semi-final, I don't really think it's all too fair, but I know that's the way it is these days. Um, I think... Probably a replay is fairer than penalties. I did see on Twitter though this video of like penalties where they start from the halfway line, run up with the ball, and then you know go for goal, which you know like the American be, style penalty yeah, thing. Like I think that would be hockey. probably be a, a better idea. I don't know. Um, yeah, maybe maybe from a bit closer. I feel like it would just end up often with the goalkeeper just like fouling again, and then if you like back yeah. to start again, I feel like it would just maybe, repeat maybe. itself. Well, yeah. Um, Galway are in the semi-final that they'll be delighted with that like one game away from an all-around final um, having really they better pour it off Mayo team are, they played a very strong Armada team and managed to beat them on the day so yeah it's going to be interesting to see how they get on in the semi-final Um. Yeah. Yeah. I. I. Th- I think. Uh. I think the one of the main turn the turning but the turning point of the uh for the Armagh like they looked like they're completely out of it in the match like they only had by seventy two minutes in the game they only had thirteen points. I remember the commentator was like, "You can't you can't win a match with thirteen points," and then they just only Lando mm-hmm. score two goals. Uh. So it, it, I think I think even like even though maybe the brawl kind of overshadowed a bit, I still think it was yeah. it was easily the best easily the best like most exciting match of the championship. Uh, Championship so far, um, but I was I I'm not sure if Galway can go any further. Like in attack though, that with the uh, Shane Walsh and Comer, like they had they do actually have a few forwards that can that can can win them can win them a game. Um, yeah. But it'd still be a stretch to see them winning. I think the whole thing. Yeah, to win yeah. the whole thing maybe, but like I they think... only have to beat Derry and they're in the other yeah. final. Derry are playing quite well, but um, it's there for them. Um, would they be Carrier Dublin? I don't think so, but you know, you never know. Yeah, I think the fact they won it on penalties 
automatically kind of makes you think, oh, they might not be up, you know, up for considering. I mean, uh, how Derry battered Clare, like, and um, the way they won that game. But I think, I think it is a bit like you have to feel for my. I think they did. I think both teams deserve, and I have seen this. I think both teams deserve the replay. I think it would have been a lot more fair to do replay and then do penalties after that. I know the obviously think COVID had an effect on how the championship is run now and replays aren't really a thing anymore, you know. Um, but I think it would have been a lot more fair because the fact that Armagh came back into a game that it looked like it, you know, was was gone for them. It looked like it was out of reach. Um and then to lose on penalties is is awful. Like do you know what I mean? That they put everything into coming back. Mm-hmm. Then for it to be down to a penalty shootout, which like the that has to be the, the worst way to lose, I'd say. But I think I if Derry beat them and are in the final, I think it would whether it's Kerry or Dublin they're playing, I think they'd put it up to them rather than if Galway do beat Derry into the final, I think it would it'll be a bit of a blow over and that's no disrespect to Galway. They do have a good side and they've been kind of in and out the past few years, kind of like obviously they're you know, a strong hurling side, but their their footballers have been quite good in the past few years and they're definitely getting there. But I just think the way Derry played against I, I watched more of the Derry game on the Sunday game there the other night and I think the way they played against uh, Claire, they just hammered them, and mm-hmm. just the way they scored them go, like the way they got through that offense and the way they worked around that offense was, it was incredible. Like um, you could probably say maybe it was just Claire weren't done it that day, but I think Derry, to be fair to like, you can only play what's in front of you. Whether they yeah. do, I don't know if they do the same thing against the Dublin or Kerry, and um, if they'd be able to play that well against them. But I think. I think definitely if they came up against Dublin, it would be very, be not very hard, but it'd be difficult enough for Dublin. Yeah, I think yeah. I think I think it'd be well set. I think it's well, it'd be well, it's well set up. Like I think it would be a good, it'd be a good good semi final because it's just yeah. such a big incentive for both teams, like to make to make the All Ireland final. Um, yeah, especially especially to be playing each other like they'll both fancy their chances against each other. Yeah. Um, I th- do you I th- think? I think. Th- I th- th- yeah. Sorry, do you think just uh, to kind of bring up a question? Do you think though, like the way the draw played out, do you think that's purely down to look that it was gonna be like, uh, like obviously the way the quarterfinal shaped up, it was one of the finalists for the All Ireland was gonna be Armagh, Derry, uh, Galway or Clare. Do you know like, and then obviously the other side of the draw was you know quite a tough one with Dublin Mayo uh, and. Carry all in that side of their draw. Do you think that them teams getting there, they haven't really had a challenge because there's none of the big boys on that side of the draw? Or do you think it's like you still have to give them their dues, whoever yeah, gets I to think the final? Yeah, I think credit. Like, I mean, yeah, you know, to get to that stage in the championship, you probably will have played like a couple of good teams. So, like, think of like the Derry had some tough games in Ulster, Armagh played tough games in, in Ulster. Um, who else? Claire. Okay, they probably played maybe Limerick or something, and they've maybe not as tough a road to the final to the quarterfinals. But um, yeah, no, I think they still deserve credit um for getting to that stage. And I suppose it's good. 
like we're so used to seeing the same teams in the final year in year out that at least this year we're going to see Galway or Derry in the final when it's probably been years since either of them made it that far so I think that's a good thing um yeah. and you know it'd be fantastic if one of them County Sid win it and obviously Kerry uh, Dublin have had far <laughs> too much success so you know um we'll see what happens it'll be interesting now yeah um and I think I mean I don't know if this is jumping too far ahead but to jump to the Dublin court game as well like I saw a little bit of that didn't see too much but um, I think it, like every time Dublin won the last couple of games especially like they've beat teams by a decent enough margin of the championship haven't really had a challenge yet and that's always the thing it's like oh well Dublin haven't maybe Dublin haven't played a good team yet again you can only play what's in front of you but I think they've kind of showed after that horrendous league run um, that it's you know championship is completely different and Dublin can switch it on when they need to and they're definitely not they're definitely not uh, sort of go, going back underground and going back to sort of, you know, when they had that drought during the mid-2000s, they're kind of, they're still, you know, they're still around and still definitely competing for the championship. Um, yeah, considering And they're the, still here, like Dublin aren't going anywhere. <laughs> considering the situation they were in, I mean, let's remember, like, they're a Division Two team in the league now because they got relegated. Like, yeah. and do you see how much they've came on in the summer? Like, they came down to play Wexford and we thought, you know, okay, Wexford bet awfully. It was a good performance and they were going to, you know, maybe keep Dublin in yeah. 10 points, something reasonable, and Dublin absolutely blitzed them by like Kildare 25 thought points. thought the same thing. Yeah, me yeah, thought the same thing as well. Like, I think, I, I think uh, like, last year they were kind of run close in the close-ish in the Leinster Championship, which didn't bode well then when they went on, went on uh, coming up to the semi-finals. But this year they've this year they've flown through, flown through all their games and with like mm-hmm. O'Callaghan back to like decent for like to have a few of the players back in decent form again. Uh, yeah, they're well matched up coming up against. Yeah, Perry. you say that now, but both him and McCarthy um, got picked up injuries in the court game. I don't think are they they're ruled out for the oh, Perry yeah. game. I assume, aren't really? they? Yeah. I think it's so. Weeks, it's two weeks away. I'm not sure. Yeah, but last time I saw, they did pick up bad enough injury. I don't know if they will be bad, but even if they're not, Dublin still have a brilliant team. Like, well, I think um, I think O'Callaghan is probably more would be a bigger. Yeah. Loss. I think I think they have similar players to McCarthy that come in. I exactly. think like they missed the one the one or two fours they need. You can just take on a player like against yeah. a packed defense is a big mm-hmm. uh, big thing. Cool. Uh, but I really don't know for that. Dublin Kerry game that's a scary one I don't know what you think about that it will definitely be a blockbuster uh, game but do you uh, I think so far for me I think it is kind of leaning towards Kerry being Dublin I don't know what you think but um, I, I honestly I think it will be a big challenge for Dublin and if they do beat Kerry they'll definitely silence all the the, yeah. the critics from from getting relegated to Division 2 as you said earlier I think both teams of... both teams haven't really been tested so far like yeah. Kerry waltzed through Munster and then came up against a very poor Mayo team let's be honest so um, not a very poor Mayo team but you know it's a Mayo team that was never going to win the All-Ireland this year mm-hmm. Um, I think 
like they're both untested so it'll be their first like real you know big game this season and but that always kind of happens in the championship though like and especially with Dublin it's the same thing as everyone says they don't get tested until the semi-final it's the same with them because they're just both with empty and so good that the yeah. only really test comes in the semi-final when they face each other or when they play mm-hmm. a strong Mayo side um, and obviously as you said Mayo are the same this year after the disappointing last year um, they kind of came, it seemed to come back a bit deflated um, instead of kind of taking opportunity to, to bounce back this year it seems like they really are kind of they, they need to kind of take a breather and then maybe like even next year it's it, I can't see Mayo getting to the final next year either but no I don't think so I think no. I, th- I think I think it was probably the most the most um, it was like the probably the least challenge that Mayo have put up in a, in a long yeah. time there yesterday yeah like it was kind of it was it was kind of in the first in the first half okay they were kind of matching Kerry but they never really got ahead or anything and they, but like I think I think Kerry Kerry really pushed on then just like got a few po- once there are a few points up that was it um and then like Clifford was so clinical as well. He only got like really one chance and he just buried it like it was That's why I think that that's probably yeah. that's why I think he's that's why I would have uh Kerry the same as you were saying yeah. as like favourites going in against Dublin. And that's why I think or Derry will be a tough team because I think Ulster has been really competitive this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they've had challenges and they've had to be on it. And was it was it them who beat uh Tyrone or was it um, they bet. Um, yeah, they bet their own, didn't they? Yeah, I because they get. Yeah, is that like I? I do think that even if I, I say where am I? Even if they, um, you know, managed to beat Galway, like the, they will be a tough team to come up against, and it's not just because you know the Ulster style of football is difficult to play against, but like, even Derry against Clare played good football, like they scored four five goals like that's you know I mean people always kind of go at Ulster football for being dirty and being whatever but like four goals it speaks for itself you know what I mean so I think definitely it is going to be a big challenge like you do not know what they can do and they've had challenges come up again so you know what I mean that it's like the as we said Dublin Kerry haven't really had a challenge yet Derry it's they've, they have had challenges they've had good games they've had tough teams and like um you know, same with Armad, like Galway wasn't easy. Like, and if they had have beaten Galway, which I think if, if it had went to replay, they probably could have done. But it's, and even same for Galway, they've had challenges. So I think on the, whoever comes up, whoever comes up against Stubborn or Kerry in the final, it's, it, I, I think it's, it, yeah, again, as I said, if it is Derry, I, I, it won't be an easy one. Um, and I think again, I don't know. I think if it is Kerry, I think they'll definitely win the final, hundred percent. If it's Dublin in the final, I'd have my doubts. But I think Kerry, if they beat Dublin, they, they yeah, they've already won it. <laughs> so what would, what would your predictions be then for uh, final for the, for who'll be? Um, hmm. Very hard to predict. I would say Derry 
and Kerry final. That's the final I'd like to see now, whether we'll get that. I don't know. Yeah. But easily say see a Galway Dublin final either. Um we'll have to see. But no, I'd like to see a Derry a Derry yeah. Derry Curry final. Derry, yeah, it's a bit of a tongue. <laughs> Derry Curry, yeah. I might go for that as well. Yeah. Because yeah, um, I think I'd say the same. I mean but obviously Kerry, I want Dublin to be yeah. Kerry. Kerry <laughs> last won it in what, twenty fourteen? Yeah. So yeah. that's but I think so. So that's eight years ago now. Uh, and they've been kind of popping their heads. So. Yeah, they've been kind of, you know, showing that they're nearly there. And I think this is definitely a big year for the likes of David Clifford to really show he's one of the best footballers in the country. Like this is definitely, I'd say, his year because um, it's probably one of his best years so far. Um, I think... Look, they've they've like it's not like Kerry have been silent since twenty fourteen. Now they've been in semi-finals, they've been in finals. Um, they've had the battles with, with Dublin. Um and I think, you know, even whenever Dublin come against Mayo in final semi-finals the past few, there's been ones where Dublin have beaten them fair handy. There's been ones where it's you know, been tough but not as much. But I think every time Dublin play Kerry, it's it's a battle. It's tough for both teams. Like I think Dublin carries definitely one of the best and I think toughest matchups. And like that's why I've kinda I'm kinda glad the draw went the way it did to you know lead to Dublin playing Kerry in the semi final because it'll be a huge semi final. Um it'll it'll be it'll be interesting to see. I think either team can take that. Um but I think it will be very, very tight. Maybe that game could go to penalties. <laughs> Who knows? We don't want any more penalties. <laughs> That's the, the, we don't. The, I don't know what they were. If would they bring the semi final to a replay, or would they do extra time and penalties again? I imagine it's extra penalties again. Oh, that would Dublin and Kerry on penalties. That's criminal. There's no. Way. I think the GA being the <laughs> GA would bring it to a replay because one, it will bring more money in, and two, if like. I don't know that that that's just that sounds blasphemous. Uh, uh, I didn't. I, to be honest, though, I don't really, I don't really like the, I don't like, I don't really like the uh, replays. I, don't I prefer, like I prefer just, just to be decided the, on one day. Now. Yeah, no, I don't like the replays because you don't. I mean, you see that maybe in soccer in the FA Cup, but apart from the FA Cup, like in in other sports, like like a replay is just. I don't know why it, it kind of it's always rubbing me up the wrong way, and it's just been a bit of a cash. A cash grab for the GA, like that's kind of you know been the thing. I'll bring it to a replay. Yeah, the ref blows it up like a few minutes early. Yeah, just to make sure. Yeah, exactly. Just to make sure, like it's a bit annoying. Like, but yeah, that's what that's what I like. I just I hope like it's. Better. Yeah, no, I hope it's one uh, in the seventy minutes. Like, I, I really or the really night I, extra time. Yeah, like extra time wouldn't be bad, but I don't know, like. It'd be more nerve-wracking. Hopefully, I, I really want to be able to watch that because the, the only thing is I can't really say much about this championship because I honestly have not been able to watch a game. I've been working every mm-hmm. evening. There's been a game on. So I'm definitely going to try to get work off for the semi-final and watch it somewhere because there's no, there's no way I'll miss that game. There's no <laughs> way. <laughs> yeah, just... yeah. And, but I guess... We can move on, maybe even did it now. I'll be definitely out with this conversation. But if you want to move on to the hurling, <laughs> yeah, they're going to the last four. 
Yeah. Um, I just need to get up the, the pairings because it's been a couple of weeks now since we had the hurling. Uh, give me one second. Um, you can, is it Kilkenny v Clare and Limerick Galway? Yeah, Limerick Galway, Kilkenny Clare, that's right. Yeah, I couldn't remember off the top of my head. Um, have it written down. Just yeah. Remember. Uh, yeah, Kilkenny Clare. Um, I fancy Clare. Um, Wexford should have beaten them. Um, they were up by a considerable margin, I think six points with like 10 minutes to go and threw it away, um, unfortunately. And it wasn't like, it's not even a particularly amazing Wexford team, but they just rattled Clare that day, which I suppose shows that Clare maybe more vulnerable than people thought. Um, uh, like, it's going to be a tight enough game this weekend. That's on Saturday, um, Clare and Kilkenny. Um, I'd, yeah, I would back Clare to win that, though. And the other one, like Galway, Limerick. Um, Limerick, obviously, going for yet another All-Ireland. Uh, they look like the team to beat. I couldn't see them losing a final if they get there. So I think, you know, it's Galway's cha- Galway have a good chance this weekend. But do I think they'll break, beat Limerick? Probably not. I think it's Limerick's year again, probably, based on what I've seen. Yeah, it's it, it's it's starting to feel like it's a bit like Dublin in the football with Limerick and the Limerick and okay. the hurling. Um, but I I think of of the teams, it probably you probably I I I do hope that Kilkenny might might be clerical. I think Kilkenny would be the best. I think they might be the most suited to uh to beat to beat Limerick. They're the last team to be to beat Limerick in twenty twenty nineteen. That was a surprise that time because they were yeah they weren't even considered to be at their best. Kilkenny. Um, Clare have had a few go. They've been close in fairness, Clare, but uh, Limerick have just managed to beat them, beat them still. So, yeah, I didn't give it to be fair. I wouldn't have a few weeks ago, I wouldn't have given any Leinster team a chance of beating one of the Munster teams. And then, I mean, as I said, Wexford should have bet Clare um, and threw it away. Probably still quite sore over that one, but um, yeah, I think like Kenny have a chance, um. And they'll definitely fancy themselves because they would have watched that Wexford game and realised that Clare definitely have vulnerabilities there. But Wexford did such a good job on Toddy Kelly um, for most of the game. And it was only the last 10 minutes that Kelly really, you know, started to dominate and I think scored maybe six or so points in a row, something like that. Um, like you've got to stop Tony Kelly to be clear. If Kilkenny can manage to do that, they'll be in a chance, a really strong chance. If they don't, um, you could see Clare winning easily enough. But yeah, it should be a good game. But do you think Clare have enough? Like with it, like with it, like if Tony Kelly is well marked, do you think they have enough? Are there players that can do stuff up front, or is it just they're going to um, be so reliant? They are quite reliant on him. Maybe a bit too much at times, but like. Like he's just makes such a difference to their team. If they if he's if he's marked really well, like we saw Wexford marking him really well and it was tight. And I think Wexford made a change then um took the guy who was marking, I think it was one of the Wreck brothers, um, took one of the Wreck brothers off Tony Kelly and substituted him. And from there, Claire got back into the game and obviously Wexford let in a howler of a goal. Um so yeah, to answer your question, I think. They're definitely not as strong if Kelly's marked, but they do have some good other talented forwards like, you know, obviously Shane O'Donnell 
is a class act um and he's another man to watch um so yeah it'd be close i could see claire getting to the final i think it'd be a claire limerick final to be honest i don't know what you guys think um i think i think i think i think uh i think limerick like go go air go air strong with their well they're they've been really they've been well organized in their matches but i'm still, still not sure Mm-hmm. Still not, still not sure. Uh, I just can't, can't see Limerick uh, not winning that. Um, I, th- I, I think yeah. After you said with like Wexford pushing Clare close, I think I'd give Kilkenny uh, a good chance. So I, I think Kilkenny will shade it. Even though, even though Clare played at times at a higher level than Kilkenny have this year, I think, I think uh, Kilkenny might be able to. Uh, Brian Cody might be able to pull it out imagine, of the bag um, again. Imagine a Galway Kilkenny final where. It'll be all about the handshake again. Yeah, I kind of missed. I kind of missed. I kind of missed why that handshake became such a big thing. Like, I think I was. I, I don't think I was. I think I was must have been away or something the first time yeah. it happened because I didn't. I didn't I get the context of it at all. Uh, there hasn't looked like, really like kind of. I don't know. Like it. It, it was very it gave really a uh, Rory Keane and Mick McCarthy vibes. Like it yeah. was. It was one of them with like the look away handshake and. I don't it's know. It's very uh, up in the air as to what's actually going on between them. Um, like obviously, Henry Shefflin turned in the chance to become a selector with Kilkenny under Cody, um, and then Henry Shefflin's brother died a few months ago, and people are saying you know Cody's been very disrespectful given what Henry's been through, but like, I don't know, they're making such a big deal about it. Um, yeah, it's probably it's not, not, it's not, not a good situation though. It's probably I mean, like. like Given I that know, the two were always so well linked, you know. Yeah, and I know you'd think, oh yeah, again I said two were always so well linked because they, you know, worked together for many years. But at the end of the day, what are they now to each other? The competition. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. they're two of the biggest, you know, teams at the moment, and mm. like the the way you're gonna like, oh no, obviously you want to be all smiles and hugs after the game, but like. You, you know, you have to treat them like competition because that's that's how you win. Like, yeah. it's, you know, it their than... opponents is like, I know, but to be fair, like the way he did it, it seemed very like personal. Like, yeah, you know, you shake any other manager's hands, you're like, oh, fair play. Like, you wouldn't give that, you know, the stern looks that he was giving them. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. um, I think, but yeah. I think, I remember I was listening to. The only thing I've kind of, I haven't even kept in touch with the hurling, so the only kind of way I'm getting any information from it is from Buff Egan Snapchats at the moment. <laughs> and but he was like slating Henry Shefflin, I think he was saying, really? you know, I think it was he was, yeah, he was just saying, oh, it's completely unprofessional. I'm pretty, I could be wrong, but I swear he was kind of like, you know, that's that's poor from from Shefflin, but I don't think it really is like obviously you think he would give him his you know respect and you think they would have a good relationship but you don't know what goes on behind the scenes or you know mm-hmm. if they even got along in the dressing room when he was playing under him like you, you don't really know but um you know you you still don't be like oh Shefflin's a so-and-so you know what I mean like it, it's not that big it, it's one of the things gets blown out of proportion because everyone was waiting for it anyway so everyone was like looking at the handshake, regardless if it was a you know respectful one or disrespectful. So then when people see the slightest 
kind of uh, you know the slightest kind of sight of it being a not so nice respectful handshake then everyone kind of goes goes nuts on on social media and Twitter and Instagram or whatever like I remember I was seeing loads of pictures of it like and TikToks even and TikTok yeah and that's the new thing yeah it used to be like oh it opened the newspaper now it's then it's like been Twitter and now somehow TikTok has made its way into the GA <laughs> it makes its way it's it's everywhere fucking TikTok man it's everywhere like, even <laughs> GA which is it's so weird yeah. yeah I think that pretty that pretty much wraps it up for the uh, for the, yeah. for the for the Gaelic big matches on for all of the next four weekends so uh, there'll be plenty on yeah It'll be good because that's like the only early sport that's on at the moment is the GA. Yeah, um, I still think it's a pity it's finishing so early though. It seems like you know, it's so early. Yeah, that's what I was trying to do the maths in my head. Like, when is the finals gonna be? August? July? No, it's July. July. Seventeenth is the hurling. Twenty fourth is the football. So twenty fourth yeah, of July. Yeah, and the hurling. Was the first September. Sunday in September, the, and yeah. football was the third week of September. The third so Sunday, two months, it? two months earlier than usual. Yeah. But uh, I, like it was dragged out too long. But like, it's kind of weird. Maybe it's just because like now that it's like it started at like a bit earlier and then it finishes way earlier. But uh, that's just the way yeah. it is. Yeah. If they vote. They voted for it to be shorter anyway. So. Yeah. Exactly. Um. Well, I guess we can move then on to I guess rewind a few months back to uh kind of early summer end of the football season uh I mean because we haven't talked about anything be it Champions no. League be it the the Premier League the way the season ended I think uh you know the big talking point obviously Rory you're a Liverpool fan the mm-hmm. the quadruple hopes turning into yeah. just FA Cup and a and a league cup. Um, it's still a good season, though, wasn't it? It I mean, is a very good season. I mean, like, there's you can't discredit what Liverpool did. I mean, they battled to the last day of the season with City. Um, given they were so far behind. Exactly. Yeah, that they got to a Champions League final. Like they competed in every competition all the way to the end. Winner or not, that's a good season. Won two trophies. Like I don't think you can call it a bad season just because. Like it would have been a great season if he had even won the Champions League, but um, yeah. I guess I don't know. Did you? I, I'm assuming Rory would do watch Champions League final. I'm assuming Paulie did as well. Yeah. Um, but I don't know what you thought of that final. But I thought it was it was it wasn't a great watch. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was not. Really. They performed so terribly at the time. Yeah. Um, thinking that was my thought really at the time. Um, like they created some chances in the first half and then. Literally did nothing of note in the second half. Madrid scored. Yeah. Um, they had a few chances. It. Obviously, the Thibaut Courtois saves. Oh yeah, like Courtois but, made so many good saves. Like and they, they had four good chances. Full stretch. But that's all they really had. It was like all them saves. That was all Liverpool had in the second half. And the first mm. half kind of dominated. But didn't take any chances. So that's the thing. I thought there wasn't going to be a single goal at all. And, uh, Luckily, Real Madrid, they, they uh, I mean, uh, luckily they did get that goal, but 
even then, I mean, it it, it was kind of disappointing. It seemed like Madrid didn't really have to do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I, I kind of always did think, even after the way they played against City and both legs, and having kind of had that little comeback the way they did in the first in the first leg against City, um, and being a really good City team. Kind of, it was like inevitable. I think they they had such a challenge that I I I thought they would have beat Liverpool by more. But I think if they really wanted it, they could have. Uh, yeah, like I was expecting, yeah, I was expecting a three-one. But I, I I knew Real Madrid would beat Liverpool fairly handily. But I think, yeah, it was a variable. Like the past few Champions League finals haven't been that good. Like, um. The City Chelsea one wasn't that good. The Liverpool Tottenham one from a few years back was awful to watch. Um, like the, I feel like the Champions League final yeah, in so, year, so for much, me hasn't so, been that exciting. Like there's so, so much at stake. Like I remember the even the the PSG and Bayern. Like in the, I think it was two years ago, both teams had played like great football all the way through the final, and the final was just like just cynical fouls the whole time. Like yeah. It kind of just turns think, out that way. It's been loads of one nails. Yeah. I think it's because you're kind of trying to play it safe and then just snatch the moment when you can. Then once you're one nil up, it's like, well, well just protect the league. The, the lead, no team's going to actually just go hell for leather. You do that in the semifinals in the second leg or whatever. You just go hell for leather. Um, you know, maybe maybe the, the last time I... We saw that happen was maybe the Real Madrid Liverpool final when Madrid just hammered that ball. I think that was just, you know, they won off of Liverpool errors um, yeah. and Liverpool an experience. And then, you know, that's why the next year Liverpool came back and kind of played a lot more conservative. You know, they played brilliant that whole, um, you know, the whole tournament. Um, and, you know, obviously beating Barca the way they did in that tournament. So then they just, Kind of played easy against Tottenham, didn't really do much, and then snatched the the two 0 win. But you know that's what it it has been in the past few finals. They're not really big blockbuster fixtures. Like I remember, I was in, uh, I was in Croatia when that was on, trying to find somewhere to watch it. But then half of me was like, "This isn't even going to be a good game." Like I knew it wasn't going to mm-hmm. be a good game, and it was incredibly boring. <laughs> yeah. So the the only goal of the game. The only goal of the game was Canisius and he's probably be, he's probably like he's kind of came to the fore in the Champions League this year, yeah, like as one of the top players in Europe, I think. Um, while he was always considered really talented young player, like this year he's he's really uh, improved his game a lot. Yeah, and I think, but people underestimate how big that is for Real Madrid because people have been saying, you know, obviously since Ronaldo left, it, it's kind of been you know same with Barcelona. They've really done, like, regardless of winning leagues and regardless of how well they've done the leagues, it's all for them two teams. It's about Europe. So that's how people base their success and base, you know, the form they're in. And obviously, they haven't really done well in Europe and haven't really played well and don't have any big, big names. Um, Obviously, Benzema, you know, he's always been there, but I think this year he was just so, so big for them. I think, though, they've got to think if they want to keep that up. They got to think really realistic. Benzema's getting to an age where he can't do that every season. I don't think he'll do what he did last season, next season. 
Um, I just don't think it's going to work like that. So I think you have to put Vinicius at the forefront and kind of build. They're like that's what Real Madrid do. They build around certain players, like they built the whole team around Ronaldo. Um, you know, I think they're going to have to do something similar, but they need to bring in not only young, exciting players like the way they did with Vinicius. They brought him in when he was kind of young and an interesting looking player. They have to they have to bring someone who's unreal now. They they definitely have to do that. Um, they brought in, I guess, Rudiger at the back, but they they're gonna have to bring in someone, someone big now because other teams in Europe are doing that. City brought in Haaland, um, and you know definitely for Champions League this season, Real Madrid if they want to keep it up, they're gonna have to do the, the, a similar thing. Like they had such a hard run. They have that. They had they had a really hard run though, like to get to get into it. So um. Like the teams they the teams they played on like on on the way to so they're against PSG and also yeah. they have Chelsea and then like all the way Man City Man City as well so they definitely like even though they did have they did have certain amounts of luck and I don't think I still don't think they're solid defensively at all but they managed to manage to make it through a very hard run so uh, yeah no they worries. are not solid defensively at all no, like, I don't think it was so. clear to how. see because like they struggled against City. And then just came with the moments up for like you know what I mean. They're, they're very like oh I can see loads and then I'll just go up and score. But like you have to fix the defense. I don't know. Do you think if Rudiger will make much of a difference at the back? Um, I know he has been quite a rated player at Chelsea, and you know he's been very good. But I don't know if you think he'll make any difference, um, or if they need to bring in more new players. I definitely think the midfield they might need to change. I think Modric has been there for a while, and um, Tony Tony Kroos is still there, isn't he? Still there, I think. Yeah. Yeah, they need to. They need an exciting player in the middle of the park. And look at the, there's no better place to look than all those young guys in the prem. Uh, the Declan Royces. I don't know if he would go to Madrid or the, you know, the Mounts and whoever the. You have to look at those players. I think the best midfielders at the moment, like the best centre of the park players, are in the prem, and they have to mm-hmm. take someone from from there definitely. Um, and all the good English talent that there is, one of them is due a big transfer to to Real. Yeah, I think I think it kind of depends what they want. I think like there was obviously a lot of talk. A lot of talk of them trying to get Mbappe. I'm not sure they're I'm not sure they've really targeted many players from yeah. from uh, England in a while, England in a while actually, which is strange. Which is strange, but obviously that's that's died that's completely died down now. But like exactly, they went for Mbappe, gave up, but didn't try pursue anyone else, and that's where they they failed. I think like if you're you're bringing Mbappe because you need a, a striker. I don't think they should just wait until he is ready to leave PSG. I think they wait until he... Because he's going to do what Harry Kane did. PSG are going to offer him the world, and you know, every year. Offer as much as they can until he stays. I mean, he is, you know... He's like the LeBron of PSG now. But it's his team. He owns the team. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, you know, that's what they've had to do to make him say. So I think Real Madrid should... You know, instead of waiting for him to come around, similar to what United did with Sancho, where it didn't work out two years ago or two summers ago, or whatever, 
So then they waited, brought him in the next summer. I think you just you bring someone in now, someone that's big, and there are definitely other big players that they could probably bring in um, instead of Mbappe. Yeah, I think it's, it's it's kind of an interesting summer. There's kind of been the balance between like, like obviously teams like PSG and Real, they're going to win leagues and Champions Leagues and stuff. But then just as important as sometimes is just to like bring a big name in name in whereas I think I, th- I think I think for example Liverpool like and maybe Man City have been able to throw a bit more like have kind of picked out their players a bit more like it's always something that they can try and add add to the team where sometimes sometimes some of the signs can just be like just sign it just sign a player like even Barca exactly. looking for Barca looking for mm-hmm. Lewandowski like they've they've done that a lot like recently Barca, Barca just looking for about player. a million players like but none of them have like, this is Barcelona signing the most random players ever. Like, you have to sign a marquee player. Like, that's, I know, yeah, you could argue that, like, obviously Messi was their, you know, main man for years and a lot of their best players came when they were young and then they built them up. Like, they never really bought a player at their peak and brought them in and slotted them into the team. But you're going to have to do that because, obviously, like, these guys... You know, at the club, like there are a lot of good young players at Barca, but in the meantime, while they're on the come up, you have to have someone that's big now. Um, and like I think Liverpool have been kind of smart with obviously Mane's left, that's been a big loss for them. Um, and they, I think they've straight away gone, gone away and replaced him with Darwin Nunes. Is he officially at Liverpool? Yeah, um, I think, well, if he hasn't joined, he's joined quite soon. No, he, he has as far as I know, but perhaps he'll actually be starting training once preseason yeah. comes around. Do you think that will work out? Um, Should be a good signing, I think, by the looks of things, from what I've heard. um, Yeah. Like, generally the business Liverpool have done, and I know obviously things can go wrong, but the business Liverpool have done in recent years um, tends to work out. Like, yeah. even if you look at Luis Diaz, their recruitment strategy seems to be quite strong there. Um, so hopefully it does. Like obviously Mane's away now to Bayern Munich, which is I think Stephen, if he was here, would probably be delighted. I think Stephen was very keen on getting rid of Mane. Um yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know why though, because he was fantastic. Yeah, I'm not sure. Manny Mane always He's, performs like he did always like, perform. Salah was decent last season, but then he kind of uh, fell off a bit towards the second half of the season, especially after the uh, mm-hmm. African Cup of Nations. But Mane was on it from the start to the end of the season he's yeah I think one of the most constantly good Liverpool players and I think a bit unappreciated in the last year considering yeah, they would just so. happily let him go like I, mm-hmm. I don't know why they would like it's I mean he, again he won the African Cup for Nation uh, got his team to the World Cup beating beating Egypt yeah and then did amazing and like all that middle of the season and then went back to Liverpool and still turned up Still did class in the Champions League and in the Prem. Um, I think definitely that's a huge, huge loss. Um, like Salah's very hit and miss, like so hit and miss. That's the only problem with him. But the reason why Liverpool are still doing well, even when he's hit and miss, because there are so many players around him that, you know, like there'll always be someone on it, be it Luis Diaz or be it Thiago. Like they, they have a good, very good team. Um, 
and the fact they don't have a solid striker is so interesting. Um, because then like they don't need it. Like Firmino is good, but they, I don't know. Do you think they should bring in someone kind of up top to be the target man, or do you think they can still work off kind of having their best players in the middle of the park on the wings? I think we're okay for now. Like yeah. at the end of the day, who are we? It's really going to guess, like realistically. And it's, it's not really at the moment. It's not really a striker's game anymore. Like the only really good out and out striker at the moment is that I mean, either Erling Haaland or Harry Kane. Like most good prolific goal scorers at the moment are wingers. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. the game is very winger based at the moment and is very midfield based. If you look at the most talented players in the world and the most influential on their team, it's it's the midfield. Yeah. So I don't think we have to worry too much at the minute. Um, you know, obviously City have strengthened with Haaland coming in. Yeah, now they have a striker. Think, yeah, so it could be dangerous <laughs> next year. But you never know, like it may it might not work out. Um it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Do you think Haaland will work out or no? Like do you think he will really make a huge, huge difference in it? He's gonna be under a lot of pressure, put it that way. Um, yeah. A lot I of eyes on him. Like if it doesn't click early on, it yeah. may, he may struggle to get going if you get me like, uh, like I just think he's gonna be a goal machine. I think I think it'll work because he has one simple job. Mm-hmm. He's just to score goals. And I think he's gonna do it. I think he'll be top goal scorer. I think City will win. City won the league. I, I, there's no doubt about it. Even if he didn't join, I think if he didn't join, I, I'd say the league would kind of be open between. Well, it's only really between Liverpool and City, um, well, even still. But I think now that they have Haaland, I, I honestly I just don't see anyone else in the league, and I think. But I don't know if he'll work in the Champions League. It'll be interesting. Yeah, that's that's the that's the thing. Like, the, like from what I've seen of Haaland, he's very much he's very much an out and out uh, fin- finisher more so than all the other kind of forward players. He's probably it's the one position they were they were looking for. Like Jesus is Jesus wasn't really one of the best. Like for like he's probably 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 like probably not one of the not one of the better players in their starting team when he even did start. Like he was decent, yeah. but like. They were always looking for a player in that position. It does make them, it does make them more likely, more likely to win the Premier League than they already are. Uh, I think. Yeah, no, definitely. But it, now you can't, you can't completely discount. You can't, you can't discount Liverpool, obviously. But it does make them more likely. You can't, but I think with Liverpool, it's like they're a very kind of even squad. But I think City is like now it's give the ball to Haaland and just let him do what he needs to do. Like, I know they obviously, as well as having been a goal scorer, like, they have other goal scorers as well on the team. Like, everyone can score on that on that City team. De Bruyne, uh, Mares, especially. Like, they can all score. But now they have a, a striker, the man in the middle. Like, that's what I'm really excited to, to kind of watch. That's uh, like, a, a well, a neutral. I wouldn't really call it neutral being City. But as someone like who wants to watch entertaining football, I'm excited to see kind of like because he just reminds me of the 2000s where like every team yeah they had their you know exciting wing players like when you you know you know you had Ronaldo and like everyone kind of like there was always an importance on the wing but there was still always that striker out and out 
get bad goals. Yeah, it was the same with all. Same with all. He's a machine. Yeah, he's a machine. Definitely. I mean, like you know, that's Harry Kane's job at Tottenham, but he has good teams around him. I I still think that guy needs to leave, um, because he'll score a heap load of goals, and Tottenham will still finish sixth. Yeah, I think Um, he's missed his chance though at this stage. Oh yeah, no, he's lost value so much. But depending on how England get on the World Cup, he could pick that value right back up. Um, Because, I mean, he was brilliant in the 